welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? Uh, for the most part, I'm good, although I will give you a little bit of uh, life advice. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't get old, because getting old sucks. <laughs> I actually uh, popped my shoulder out of the socket oh, sleeping no. the night before last. From sleeping? Yeah, so yeah, that's one of the fun things of getting old, is you can actually injure yourself while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure so, to uh, avoid getting old. Yeah. So if if I help it, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I hurt my neck a few mo- a couple of months ago uh, from from sleeping. That's a lot easier to do because you literally just have your neck in the wrong position and uh, you injure it. So don't yeah. do either of those things. Don't get old. Don't don't injure yourself. Take care of yourselves. Uh, aside of taking care of yourself or trying to, what have you been playing? I've been bouncing around a few things. Obviously, the Daybreak DLC for State of the K2 came out, so I got yep. into that. Um, the more I've been playing that, the more I'm actually disappointed with it. Oh. Uh, not with the game itself. The game itself is still pretty fun, although it is getting a bit grindy. Uh, the Daybreak DLC, not complete, because a lot of the items that you unlock, it won't actually have the name of the item. It'll have, like, Bunch of characters, underscore, general descriptor, underscore, V123 or whatever. Hmm. And so it doesn't have the full names in it. Uh, plus, you know, you're confined into such a tight, tight area. It just reminds me too much of Lifeline, um, which was the big DLC in State of Decay 1, where you're doing essentially the same thing. Okay. But in State of Decay 1, you had a big map you could explore, you could... Uh, you know, claim bases, do defense towers, stuff like that. This is way, way, way too frenetic, and it's just a little grindy. Um, fortunately, I did play an online match with people that were way high above me in terms of level, so I knocked out about six achievements that I didn't actually think I was going to be able to get. Oh, cool. Um, you know, made it to the end, made it without doing this, made it while doing that, you know, play online. I knocked out, like, five or six achievements in that one session. Cool. Nice. Yeah, and they are definitely scaling the uh, um, the renowned reward points, whatever they call it, towards having four people playing towards the end because I scored almost three times as many points in that one match, and I was you know going solo about halfway through. So, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else? A uh, little bit of uh, BattleTech on my PC. Um, you know, it's a it's a very very slow methodical game, and sometimes you just need your brain to slow everything down and that's a great game to play for that okay especially if you're like me and you've already played uh you know enemy uh xcom enemy unknown and xcom 2 to death um and that's another great slow methodical game series that you should play if you get a chance especially when it goes on like a a crazy steam sale for like 10 bucks for the for the full pack plus all the dlc you know you you definitely want to get that okay uh, so, I platinumed, uh, Spider-Man, I'll talk about that a bit more in the, uh, in later stuff, but, uh, I fi- finished, finished it, because, you know, you finish the story, that's partly finishing it, and then you finish the game, which is platinuming it, uh, very, very good, obviously I'd spoke about it a bit more in my, uh, spoiler-free review, which, um, I still stand by the stuff that I said, still a great game, obviously, uh, really, really happy with what Insomniac did, um, I'm specifically quite happy with... Just what they did with the character of Spider-Man, because, you know, he's the most important part in his own story. Um, and just the way they 
added in the bad Spider-Man jokes that are in there. Or some of them are decent jokes, but most of them are bad. He kind of knows that, and he's the geeky sort of young person, I suppose you could say. He's not really a teenager, he's uh, 24, uh, which is weird, because he's the same age as me. Um, But, uh, no, really, really good. Uh, I spoke about it more in my spoiler-free review, of course. Uh, Hopefully next week, me and David are going to do a spoiler review for the game. So we'll see how that goes um, when we uh, manage to do that. Uh, yeah, and then um, I haven't gone back to Zelda yet. I'm going to do that over the weekend, actually. But um, I uh, yeah jumped into Nintendo Switch Online, which has got the NES games, of course, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, games which launched with the online service itself. I signed up. It was fairly easy. You know, I was already signed in and everything. Uh, so just needed to sort of buy it. Uh, and then it does do um, what I predicted a few months ago, virtual console-wise, which is uh, it has an app, the the N- NES app. So you click on that, and then basically you go in there, and it has a selection screen. Uh, you can adjust the size of your screen, um, and then you pick from the 20 games. It's really easy to jump in and out uh, once you learn like the navigation buttons and stuff. Um, a cool thing that you can do is, like, if you go into Super Mario Bros. 3, if you make a bit of progress, you can create a suspended state, which is a bit like a save point, basically. Uh, you create that, you save that. Uh, you can have four save slots per game, so not per app for the whole thing. So four per game, and then you do that for each game. Um, so I thought that was pretty good, the way they, they set that out. Uh, and then, essentially, if you want to, you can just save your uh, Super Mario Bros. game, uh, you can go immediately back to the um, main NES menu and then just jump into something else, make a little bit of progress there, save a suspended state, and it goes straight back to where you were if you if you load the suspended state. Uh, one of the the interesting tricks, I guess, with the Mario thing is if you die a certain amount of times in one world, I think you have to start from the beginning. But again, if you create a save point, you can just load that again. Um, you know, you have to make sure you actually do that. Uh, my favourite game so far, I haven't tried every single one. I think I've tried about 17 of them. I jumped into a few of them just to, like, see what they looked like and that sort of thing. Um, but my favourite one so far is, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, uh, or Mario Brothers 3. Um, there's two other ones of those that are similar. I think one's called, um, just Mario Brothers and then one's called, like, Super Mario Brothers. I can't remember the exact names. And then they've got little sports games. Um, I tried the, uh, baseball that they have, which was quite decent, actually. Uh, the football, I didn't quite understand how that actually worked. Um, I tried the tennis, which was good, but you have to be quite spot on and specific. But I guess it get you to become better at it as you uh, go along. I tried this little bike game because I thought, hey, I quite like trials and stuff like that. And that was, uh, you know, basic but still quite fun and still quite good at what I tried to do. Um, I tried a couple of other little things, but those were sort of the highlights for me. Um, what games do you have on the, the classic NES that, that you brought? Uh, there's a lot of games. Ice Climber. Uh, yeah, that's on, Final, that's on there. Yeah. Final Fantasy 1 is that's a good one. Nope, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts is on there. Uh, you, know, you know, there's a ton of them. The one game that I was really hoping that would be on there that isn't is uh, Dragon Warrior. That was actually uh, what okay. uh, Dragon Quest was in the net called in the States, was Dragon Warrior. Oh, right, right. And so that was that was one of my favorite you know, NES games playing, and I played the ton out of that. And I never got a chance to actually... Um, find it like a, as a way to find it uh, um you know just around yeah. like a, a keeper game so mm-hmm. 
Um, there was this little wrestling. There was two wrestling games on there. One was more like Kung Fu Street Fighter esque, which I haven't actually clicked on yet. Uh, that was one of the ones that I haven't played. Uh, but there was like a basic wrestling game. It was it was kind of funny. Some of the uh, the animations and stuff. Um, and like I said in some of my classic reviews uh, for some of those films, some old style things like before my time stuff does have a certain like funny charm to it, where it's like you can appreciate. That, you know, there were limitations back in the day for certain stuff, and you don't have big Marvel CG Disney stuff uh, as much in, in the old days, and uh, you still had money to make stuff, but things just weren't the same, and games were very different, so um, I'm kind of glad that I can, you know, as a young, as a young person, still go back and... Uh, not like every single one of the NES games, I didn't expect to, obviously. Um, but some of the games I can pick out as highlights and like jump in and out of like some of those different sports games I talked about. You can jump in for just five minutes, have a have a quick game of tennis or whatever, or even just a few rounds, create a suspended uh, uh, save session thing, and then jump into something else. Um, I'm glad that I'm still able to appreciate those games because uh, you know some some young kids these days just would look at them and be like, oh, that looks like crap or whatever um but yeah you gotta appreciate what what was able to be made back in the day so uh yeah how do you feel about that yeah i mean a lot of it is basically uh um digital archaeology mm. you go back to some older stuff and you go back to uh um things that you could do or used to be able to do and how much of that is actually influenced by uh, the predecessors uh-huh. and and everything essentially everything they could do without uh, all the stuff that you have nowadays is impressive in and of its own right. So yeah, I mean, just having was it two buttons A and B and just a directional pad. Uh, it's interesting what you can still do with with stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. I, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, in terms of the cloud save stuff, I, I quickly looked into it because I was just trying to dig into the NES games because that was the main thing I wanted this online service for. Um, it looks okay. Mo- most I had a quick check with the games, and um, most of the games that I cared about at least uh, were save compatible. Um, it's funny because I looked at a lot of the games. I was like, oh, why is that not compatible? Oh, it's a demo. Um, so a lot of the games that I had that weren't compatible anyway were just demos, so that you know makes sense. Um, but most of the games I either could go back to or am currently playing uh, are save compatible, so that's uh, pretty good at the moment. So, yeah, overall with Switch Online, I'm pretty impressed. And obviously, I said the price is pretty good, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. They're going to add three NES games, I think, per month. That's including obviously the ones that you already have. So um, it's quite quite a lot of. I think it's pretty good value for your money, to be honest. Um, and some people reported like that sound was cutting in and out and weird things like that, but I haven't really had any issues so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty impressed so far. Um, Alright, that's all the stuff that we've been playing. Now I'm going to tell you about some housekeeping and then we're going to go into the news. So we'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to Patreon and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go 
to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, housekeeping. So this week, uh, or within the last week, uh, we're still doing Better Call Soul. Uh, it was episode 407 this week, which was pretty good. Uh, of course, if you want to know more, watch the episode, uh, or preferably the whole series so far. Um, and then check out the podcast. That has been pretty good so far for this season. Things are uh, doing uh, going quite well for the season so far. Um, earlier in the week before that, though, I... Um, started some spider-man content i mentioned earlier that i'd platinum the game um every monday for the next four weeks there's going to be a road to platinum episode there's five in in the uh, season two or the second season uh the first episode itself is already out so you can go and check that out as well they do vary in length depending on how long i played for and stuff like that um but i did pretty well in each session obviously because i eventually got the platinum trophy uh so you can check those out uh mondays when those come out as well um, <clears throat> speaking of stuff that came out early in the week as well, I also did Let's Plays 9 and 10 for uh, Spider-Man. Those are just some videos I had left over from the Let's Play stuff. Um, so you can check those out. Uh, so 1 through 8 is in one post, and then uh, 8 and 9 are on another post. But those are in the Let's Plays tab anyway. Uh, and then we did uh, a Season 5 preview podcast for The Flash Season 5. That's going to be coming back in uh, a few weeks, in October. Um, so yeah, we previewed the season. Of course, that podcast does, ha- does have spoilers for previous seasons because it's a preview for the next and the latest season. Uh, so beware of spoilers. Uh, of course, if you'd like to, please do consider subscribing to our uh, iTunes feeds. There's five of the CW ones, ones for all of them. So all of the shows, episodes are going to go in there. And then there's the individual individual ones for Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning. Uh, we're going to hopefully be doing uh, two, maybe the other uh, preview podcasts as well after we've recorded this today. Uh, so look out for those in the coming weeks. That's when the show is going to be coming back in, in the next coming weeks. Um, so look out for that when that happens. Um, on Friday I did go back and um, gather all the iTunes feeds that I have so far. Uh, so if you want to know that, uh, if you want to know which ones we have so far, um, either search for Entertainment Talk on iTunes or the podcast platform of your choice, or um, go over to the website entertainmenttalk.org, click on the podcast tab, and in the first one under the podcasts, uh, it will say iTunes feeds, click on that, and then if you uh, want to subscribe by iTunes, just click on the name of the show, it's been like highlighted with the, the link to the uh, the show itself, the podcast itself, so just click on the name of the show or whatever uh, that you want and I'll take you over there. You can listen to the episodes that way and subscribe as well. Uh, so that's a handy way for you guys to uh, subscribe to the feeds. Um, I'll be working on some more of them in the coming weeks, but the ones that we need in, in the immediate future um, are all pretty much set up, so uh, that should be pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I think that was mostly what we did. Uh, oh yeah, last week me and uh, Robert also did a film review. Uh, we did spoiler-free stuff and then we warned you of spoilers right at the end. Um, it was for Tag. It's basically where these adults get together uh, once a year. Uh, and they try and tag each other. And they invade each other's work and all that kind of stuff. It's got a really, really good cast behind it. It's pretty funny, especially the ending. We talked about all that stuff uh, with the film review. Uh, but it's pretty good. You should go and check it out and then uh, listen to our podcast review on that. Um, and then you know, last week we talked about some, some more gaming stuff as well. So uh, yeah, keep listening to Gaming Talk. Keep listening to our podcast. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy what we do. 
Um, and then quick note is for next week, uh, The Good Place starts next week, next Friday, uh, starts next Thursday on NBC in the US 87 Central. Uh, the first episode, I believe, is an hour premiere, so that's pretty good, more Good Place. Uh, and then on Friday, the 28th of September, um, we get it next day on Netflix. Uh, I, know that's bef- I, know that, I know that that's for the UK, I'm not sure about the rest internationally, how that works, but I know that it's UK on Friday, 28th of September, I aim to have my podcast out the same day. I'm very, very excited for the the show to come back. It's been a very long wait, and uh, it should be good to get back into things for the third season of that show, starting next week. Um, Cool, now we're going to go into the news that we have. Uh, All that content, by the way, is on entertainmenttalk.org. So what would you like to talk about first today? Well, you were talking about cloud saves mm-hmm. for your Nintendo Switch, just as a warning to everybody that decides to do that. Uh, if you cancel your subscription to the Nintendo online service, it will delete your clou- <coughs> cloud saves. Mm-hmm. According to the fact page on Nintendo's website, quote, data saved stored with the save data cloud cannot be kept outside of the duration of your Nintendo Switch online membership. Uh, Nintendo then adds that if you keep your saved data locally on your Nintendo Switch console, then you can use it again if you choose to purchase another membership. Now, obviously, not all games are going to be uh, supporting cloud saves, uh, most notably... uh, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Splatoon 2 aren't doing the cloud saves. I'm not quite sure if that's a uh, response to or if they knew in advance of that. Uh, and the articles that I've... I looked up like two or three different articles on that and I couldn't find a single one that gave a reason as to why it would delete your save if you cancel the subscription. That just... That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it is weird. Um... I intend on keeping my subscription as long as they continue to impress me with NES games and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, I already have 20 at my disposal. I haven't even tried all of them yet. Um, I've And like I said, I only jumped into a couple just to see you know, what they looked like. Because uh, I'm quite fascinated as well by the old look of some of these games. Because um, it is very, you know, 2D, pixelated, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of an issue, I suppose. Um, I mean, it is an issue that like, um, I mean, what what reasons would you would you unsubscribe for? Ah, uh, maybe you don't have the money. Maybe you don't maybe. really think it's worth the value. Um, uh, maybe you're just trying it out and you decided not to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've got a small counterpoint, which is that. Uh, so let's say I back up my Zelda save today, yeah, um, and then I, let's say next week I cancel my subscription, um, and then I keep playing Zelda, yeah, for, let's, let's say another month goes past, I'm still playing it, or still have it in the, in a save state, or whatever, um, and it's still on my system as normal, because uh, of course it doesn't delete your, delete your game save, just your cloud save version, um, so you can still, you know, if your switch is still fine, it's not broken, the game's still running fine, then you should be fine. 
Um, if then a month later I sign up to Switch Online and um, upload the the newest cloud save that I've just given myself, it doesn't matter quite so much in that situation, I suppose. But I guess that like if I guess if you run into financial trouble or um, if you unsubscribe for some other reason and uh, a game save gets corrupt, then you are you know left with not much. Um, yeah, I don't quite, I don't quite get the reason either, but um, I think that there's certain certain ways around it, uh, which is you know one of the ex- ex- examples I just gave. Um, I guess it depends per person, like what you're going to be doing with your Switch, why you would unsubscribe, uh, what state your games are in, if you resubscribe. Um, I think it'll just de- de- depend or differ per person. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand that, but still, I'm not a big fan of... I'm not, like, giving them excuses. I'm just saying it depends yeah. what your situation is exactly. To me, I mean, this is just me, and I don't even, I don't even own a Switch, but this yeah. is just me. It's it, it comes off to me as more of a punishment. It's like, oh, you're going to cancel <laughs> the online subscription? Okay, saves deleted. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, like I said, that's strictly just me, but that's how I... When I see something like that, that's my thought. Is for some reason they're trying to punish you for not uh, maintaining yeah. that subscription. Have, have you ever had a uh, game get a crop save on you? Not the not the game itself be corrupted, but the save. Yeah, I've had that a couple times, okay. both with uh, cloud saves and non-cloud saves, and it sucks because they're both games that I put a lot of time into, and then I had to uh, basically restart everything. Mm-hmm. I had only I've only ever had one incident where. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, I went to play Horizon Zero Dawn's uh, The Frozen Wilds DLC, and I hadn't played the game in months. Um, and I, of course, because I had the rental thing, I'd sent the game back, probably got a different disc for the game, like the same game but different disc, and I heard some weird thing. I don't know if this is even true, it might not even be true, that like your license is tied to the game and your save is sa- uh, listed on there, so I thought, like, hey, I'll, you know, I've been sent Horizon Zero Dawn, I'll, I'll install the game again. I'll jump back in where I was, which is, you know, the end of the game, whatever level I was, I can't remember. Uh, and I'll just start the Frozen Molds, but the, I didn't actually have my save on there. It didn't say to me, your previous Horizon Zero Dawn save from so-and-so is corrupt. It just literally wasn't on the game. Um, so I don't think you can necessarily count that as, as corrupt save data. Because usually, if you, I would assume if you try to load a crop save and it will be like, it can't load because it's damaged. Um, that's the only, literally the only time I've had a problem with a, a save file thing. Uh, which I guess I've been pretty lucky, so. Yeah. Um, Alright, what else would you like to talk about? Well, while we're staying on the subject of things that Nintendo is doing that's making no sense... <laughs> um, the Nintendo Switch uh, operating system update 6.0 comes out, came out uh, September 18th in North America, yep. 19th of where you are, uh, and that's part of their uh, online update. But one of the things that happened after that update is that you can no longer unlink your Nintendo Switch user profile from the hardware of your actual Switch. According to the website, the company made a statement uh uh, as of 9.18, your, your Nintendo Switch will be receiving a system update, version 6.0.0. Afterward, it will be no longer possible to unlink your Nintendo account from your Nintendo Switch user profile. Uh, prior to this change, you should verify that your Nintendo account or your child's Nintendo account is linked to the correct user profile. 
Um, and again, makes no sense. I mean, yeah. this is something that you could do before. Uh, you're not going to be able to do now. I'm sure they have reasons to do that, but as in the previous article, it gave no reasons as to why they are doing that, and again, just does not make sense. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, of the two issues, which is the cloud save data being deleted and this unlinking thing, this is more of a concern to me because it's like, okay, if I do break my switch, uh, fair enough, I can upload the thing to my uh, safe cloud, but the... Um, what was it you said that the the hard? What was it you said again? It was the the, the Nintendo your Nintendo Online oh, account, account yeah is linked to your Switch profile, um, and you used to be able to unlink that. So let's say you had you know your kids playing on your Switch or your brother, or your sister, or whatever. Um, they could they could have profiles with that, and now they can't. And again, it's a thing that it, it makes no sense to do something. And then not be able to do it, and I have a reason to be able to do it outside of well, we're going online now, so you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of these issues, what um, one of which was uh, the thing I mentioned earlier, which is apparently some people's sound is cutting in and out on the NES games themselves, not on normal Switch games. Uh, these are things that could be sorted with patches. Uh, it depends on you know the backdoor stuff at Nintendo. And by that, I mean their backdoor coding. Um, yeah, it's it's something that they should be able to fix. Uh, Nintendo does have these kind of weird problems. I remember when they first said about like the save cloud stuff, and everyone was like, "Hey, finally, you know, when this thing launches, we'll be able to do that." And then they were like, "Hey, yeah, you can do that, but not with certain games." And everybody was like, "Oh, come on." Um, I think that it should at least work with all Nintendo first-party games, which I believe would include the Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu and uh, Eevee game. Um, so it, it would make slightly more sense, I guess, if it was with a third-party game. Because um, surely with the first-party ones, they have more control over that, I would guess. It's their, it's all mm-hmm. their own system, isn't it? Isn't it? So, um, yeah, I don't get some of these, some of these things. Um, but uh, the bottom line for me, personally, is you know, with, with all my Switch and, and stuff like that, Hopefully I don't break the thing. Hopefully I don't have any corrupt data stuff. Hopefully I don't run into any renewal troubles, I guess, with my uh, um, Switch Online. And hopefully I continue to have the good experience that I said at the beginning that I am having so far. So hopefully it all goes well. Um, anything else you want to say here? Or should we move on? Uh, I mean, not really anything to say. Like I said before, since I don't own a Switch, it doesn't yeah. really affect me that much. But I'm not a fan of making changes... For the worse, without a reason. Okay. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? Well, and unfortunately, I don't mean to be this the, mean this to be the downer podcast. I mean, we got some lighter stuff here at the end, but we, uh, we have some good news uh, today. Yeah, video game publisher Capcom is shutting down the Vancouver studio, and around 158 employees will unfortunately be losing the job. Uh, the company said that what operations Sorry? 158. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people. Uh, company said that the operations were suspended Tuesday and a skeleton crew would remain on site until January in order to finalize the closure. Uh, Capcom has been, according to their statement, Capcom has been focused on increasing, increasing the efficiency and growth of its game development operations. To support this objective, new R&D facilities and annual hiring have been underway in the Osaka headquarters. In consideration of this process, as a result of reviewing titles in development at Capcom Vancouver, 
Capcom has decided to cancel the development projects at this studio. Uh, no word on what happens to the Dead Rising franchise, because that's probably the most known uh, game yeah. to come out of Capcom Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, and no word on whether the 150 employees let go will be you know, relocated to other locations, if they were given the offer to relocate, or if it's just um, hopefully we'll help you find other jobs or anything like that. Uh, and I'm sure that people in the industry that are looking have already got feelers out for that because the industry does tend to take care of itself in that manner. Mm-hmm. Do they do... Um, does, Capcom, uh, does Capcom do um, Monster Hunter, or is that someone else? Uh, it might not be the studio, but it might be... I, th- I thought that was a Capcom game. Or it might be somebody else. I think it's somebody else. Okay. Um, I mean, to me, uh, with this situation, um, like, yes, it's... The the worst part is, like, you know, these people have lost their jobs. Hopefully with, like, having good CVs and stuff, with, you know, the Dead Rising games and, you know, being a video game company and stuff, uh, or employers at one, that they'll be able to find jobs. There's a lot of different studios out there. Hopefully they'll be able to find something... You know, close to home, so they don't have to move their lives or do, or do whatever or have ridiculous commutes or or anything like that. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to find close enough jobs, because uh, like I said, there's there, there's a lot of studios out there. Um, so there's hopefully hopefully there's a good amount of options for these people. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the Dead Rising series, um, they're not my cup of tea, but I know that there's a crowd that does like the fun, silly zombie type games. Uh, I just could never really take them seriously or get into them i know you're not supposed to take them seriously but i just you know i just couldn't do it basically uh so in terms of that i'm not as bothered but i do know that there's a crowd of people that like those games and uh, hopefully they get some sort of you know something in the next i don't know with the closure of this it's going to be a very long time before there's another dead rising i think um unless there was one that was close to development or completion or or something like that we don't know the the finer details i suppose of this but um the bottom line is the games can come back later but these people uh hopefully they find new jobs because that's the most uh important thing so uh, what would would you like to say yeah i'm the same way um obviously jobs are important to everybody because that's how we do things and that's how we make money. Yep. Um, and hopefully everybody that's involved will be able to find a job and uh, keep doing what they love. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of games in development, so um, hopefully they'll be able to join one of those teams that's making something or a new studio because I remember, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it was CD Projekt Red. I know Bethesda was one of them. Uh, Gorilla is one of them as well. They're, they're making some new studios, so... Yeah, hopefully there's something in there for these people to uh, to do. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Best of luck to them is uh, what I think we're trying to say. Um, what else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, if you got a bunch of money that you don't really know what to do with, there is a new collectible out there if you're a Red Dead fan. Uh, it's uh, a blanket, of all things. <laughs> uh, Rockstar Games is selling the Red Dead Redemption 2 blanket, and it's available for purchase right now. The blanket costs $200, unfortunately, or fortunately, and only ships to the U.S. Mm. Uh, the blanket is uh, 68 inches by 39 inches, so roughly uh, five and a little, little less than six feet tall, a little less than uh, three, you know, a uh, couple, three meters, about that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I 
suck at metric conversion. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. They just can't do that. Yeah. Uh, the blanket is uh, felt bound and made from uh, wool and cotton. It uh, depicts the game's Vanderling gang riding against the red background. You can uh, pre-order it now from GameStop, and it ships out on the game's release. Uh, kind of an odd collectible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can also pre-order candles, of all things, from GameStop that are Red Dead 2 uh, branded. You'll have uh, black glass, dynamite, and barrel candles, which are each appropriately sh- shaped like the items in the game and cost $50, $80, and $100, respectively. Uh, each candle is uh, labeled with the Red Dead uh, 2 logo and smells like a mixture of blood orange, incense, amber, rock rose, cedar, sandalwood, violet, leaf, and juniper. That's a lot of things. That is a thing. Okay, <laughs> then. Yeah, that's a lot of things for it to, yeah. Um, now, have you ever bought any kind of, like, game collectible or anything like that? I haven't. There's a few things out there that I'd like. Um, I've been to the the uh, comic shop that's that's near me, uh, and they have a lot of cool statue stuff, you know, DC, Marvel characters, game characters, that that sort of thing. Um, if you watch the, uh, the Game Informer show, they have a couple of cool... Um, uh, stuff in in the background for their videos. Um, I won't say what they were. You know, go and discover them for yourselves. Uh, but they look kind of cool. Uh, they're the only like video podcasts that I've ever seen that have had like actual video game collectible stuff in the background. I know some people have like their show logos, and uh, I know kind of funny has um, the uh, uh, projector screen thing in the back. They have a screen at the behind them that shows certain bits and pieces. Um, but no, I'd like to buy something like this one. I don't mean the carpet. I mean one of the uh, collectible sort of statue things. That would be kind of cool. Uh, they're just, yeah, they are quite expensive. So uh, maybe one day. But if I were to buy one of these things, it wouldn't just be like, eh, I'll have that. It would be like, okay, this has to look really cool and I have to really like it. And it has to be worth the money. So we'll see. How about you? Uh, I do have the... Uh, um the uh, Pit Boy from Fallout Four, that okay. uh, collectible thing. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a couple other smaller things that I that I wind up uh, uh, giving away to friends or you know relatives or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, no, not really. I think my sister's got the uh, Assassin's Creed Three Connor thing. I think she got that, if I remember that far back. That was a, a long time ago. Um, yeah, I think she bought that. I know that David's got the uh, the Pip Boy thing. Um, a lot of people got that actually. I remember. I remember being. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of my friends told me that they were getting that. Um, some Fallout fans. Uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff out there for people to get. Um, granted, you'll have to look on eBay for certain different p- bits and pieces. Um, yeah, there's some cool stuff out there if you want to buy some stuff. So. Yeah, the only I mean the only kind of collectibles per se I've got is like um, figures, uh, but those are like Walking Dead ones because they do a really good job with those. I got this uh, Jack Bauer thing. He's standing on just a square thing and he's pointing his gun. I quite like that one actually. Um, and I've got some old like some just some other figures and stuff from the past. So yeah, it's good stuff. Um, anything else you want to talk about here, or should we move on? Uh, we can move on to the next thing. Cool. What would that be? Uh, well, if you're a uh, Mixer streamer, then uh, Forza Horizon 4 is going to be for you. Or if you're a viewer of people that stream on Mixer, that game is going to be for you. Uh, 
Microsoft announced that they are going to be giving away in-game bonuses for people that uh, watch the live stream and for people that broadcast the live stream. Uh, the bonuses are just influence, uh, which is part of their grinding system. Uh, influence is what you earn to advance the game, get unlocked things. Uh, it's kind of like levels. Yeah. Uh, you will get uh, you will gain points every five minutes if you're watching, and you'll gain points every two minutes if you're streaming. Uh, the game releases September 28th and will be part of the uh, the uh, Game Pass and uh, yep. and on PC and on PC. It, and if you buy the Ultimate Edition, uh, you get it September 28th. Otherwise, it's out October 2nd. Uh, if you're interested in playing it, if you haven't played that series before, uh, there is a demo on the Xbox Store that you can play. I did download it. I remember clicking on because I saw the advert for it. I clicked on it, downloaded it, and then turned my Xbox off and forgot about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do every year check out the Forza demo just to see, like, how good it looks and how good it runs. And that's about all I kind of do with those games. Um, they are very impressive and they are really, really good. Uh, they're just not something that I play long term. Because, um, like, like I've kind of said before with racing... Um, like with the uh was it the Nickelodeon kart races we talked about? I'll probably jump into that for like a couple of weeks. Uh if Crash Team Racing gets a remaster, I would jump into that for a couple of weeks. But I don't think long term, like Overwatch style, I would play uh, a driving game. I, I more prefer driving to be in certain things, like if it's in GTA or I was gonna say Red Dead Redemption, but that's horses. Um like certain certain other games that have driving in them, I prefer to like have mini games of those sort of things, uh, which GTA actually does very, very well. Uh, plus, you've got boats and helicopters and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I suppose in terms of a dedicated racing game, I just never really have done that. Um, but yeah, I, I know that there's a good crowd for this as well, same as with, with Dead Rising. Uh, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. Um, it's cool that you can either watch or play and get... Um, uh, rewards and stuff. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, again, Microsoft is incorporating that with. Do they own? They own Mixer, don't they? they yeah, they. It? it was they own it outright. It was originally okay. called Beam, and then yeah, they were trying to be a competitor right. to Twitch, and so they bought it. Yeah, it's, and then I mean, rebranded it. Yeah, it makes sense that you know one of the ex- one of their exclusives on their exclusive platform, on their exclusive streaming platform, uh, makes sense. So that's good. Um, you said sep- so. September twenty eighth is the uh, pre order day. I guess you you said it's if, if you purchase the version. ultimate edition. Yeah, yeah. And then October second for everybody else. Okay, so twenty eighth is the same day as a uh, good place, at least in the UK. Um, Life mm-hmm. of Strange is the day before that, isn't it? September twenty seventh. So uh, it's gonna be a lot of cool stuff to to play in uh, in the coming months. Um, how about you? What's your feeling on Forza in this situation? Well, I'm a big fan of racing games. I don't play yeah. them a lot, especially the, the Forza series, uh, just because I think they get too grindy to a point. I mean, I can understand having stuff to want to you know strive for and achieve for yeah. and all that. You just get to the point to where you're, you've played the same track literally a thousand times and you're just kind of over it. And you're looking for something new, and then that's obviously when the, where the DLC comes in. Yeah. But you know, even then, I mean, and it's not like you can just make a track. I mean, those tracks are very detailed and very extensive, and they take a long time to actually whip up. 
but you know you can only play the same map so many times before you just get bored with it that's why i don't play a whole lot of shooters mm-hmm. and why i don't get the people that play shooters just because they're playing the same map over and 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 over again um and you just i couldn't deal with that funny thing i remember in halo 3 at school uh i can't remember the name i would recognize the map trust me i'd recognize the map um, but there was a certain map that I remember playing, it wasn't Capture the Flag, I used to hate that. Well, not hate it, but it wasn't for me. Uh, it was some sort of capture point thing, I can't remember the name of the game mode, but there was a certain mode on this certain map on Halo 3, and I just knew the map, I knew where the next thing was going to be, I knew, like, um, how to get there in the quickest way possible. I, I don't remember how it happened, I just remember really liking that particular game mode, and I ended up being on that map a lot. I remember with, um... Halo, you can vote for the map, can't you? Uh, so I must have voted for it quite a lot. Um, and, like, I got really excited every time it actually got picked. Because you can vote for something, but it doesn't mean it's going to be picked. And then, like, I would just spawn on the map. I'd know where the first thing's going to be. I'd know roughly where the people were going to be. I'd know uh, where the guns were, because there was guns laid around in, in specific positions. Um, I don't know if I'd remember it all if I jumped in now, but I'd know the map if you showed it to me. Um, at least I'd, I, th- I feel like I would. Uh, and I could, I could just basically, yeah, just load into that particular game mode on that map and just go. Um, I wouldn't necessarily win every single time, um, but I'd know, like, exactly what to do, and it, it got pretty fun. Um, and it's, I do like sort of time trial-based stuff, um, so like with Crash, uh, I guess as well, that's a, a quite a, uh, popular one with all, with all that stuff like you you have to learn like when to slide when to jump do i spin this enemy jump on its head or, or ignore it um and then of course you should go for each of the uh time boxes um i like time trials and stuff and there's a few not necessarily time trials but there's a few track based uh objective things in um spider-man so i quite enjoyed those how about you for uh time trial stuff uh, yeah, I mean, I like them to a point. I like it better when it's a bunch of your friends that are playing the same thing and you're trying to beat their time versus beating an arbitrary time. Yeah, uh, That's why I was always a big fan of the Trial series, because anybody that's on your friends list that beat that uh, particular track, it would have a ghost of them, and then you could see how you ranked up amongst all your friends, which mm-hmm. is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like time trial-based stuff as well. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? Well, probably the biggest news, video game-wise, that's come out in the last few days is the announcement of the PS1 Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a miniature version of the original PlayStation console. Um, first console to ship 100 million units worldwide. Launched in 1994. It's weird to think of that console being almost 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. It's almost as old as me, sort of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well- uh, so uh, the the price is listed at a hundred dollars. Um, uh, they're taking pre-orders now. They're not saying what the UK price was or if there's a. Uh, I think it's ninety pounds. I saw. Yeah, time yeah, difference between whatever. that. Yeah. Uh, it says it'll come preloaded to twenty retro games. The only ones they've really announced so far is Final Fantasy VII and Tekken Three. You know everybody's gonna go ape shit over Final Fantasy VII again. Oh yeah. It's on your Switch soon as well, so you can take it on the go. Uh, I guess you kind of can with this, because it'll be small, but it won't be portable necessarily. It'll just be easier to, to carry around than a PlayStation. You'll still have to plug it in and whatnot. Um, 
I mean, this is cool. This isn't something I'll necessarily get if I'm to get back into PlayStation 1 games, which I very much want to do so. Like, explore explore that library that I basically missed because I was, you know, just bored at the time. Um, then uh, that would be <coughs> pretty cool. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some backwards compatibility stuff with PlayStation in a minute, uh, which unfortunately doesn't include PS1 games at the moment. But, um, yeah, maybe I should... Um, I mean, there's options for it on the Vita, but I don't know. I kind of want to play those games on a, on a screen uh, or on a big screen. Um, I'll, I'll work out one day, like, what to do. And hopefully, um, if PS5 comes out the right way, um, then that should be backwards compatible with at least more stuff or in an, in, in an easier version, I guess. Because, like, you weirdly can't... These PlayStation 1 classics are available on... Um, the Vita you can't get on the PS4. It's like okay, it's the same. I don't know. PS PSN itself is a is a very weird thing. It's like you can get some things in certain places, but not in others. Because um, you can get like the PlayStation Two classics on the PS4 or some of them. But I don't think you can get those on the Vita. And then you can get the PSP classics, which makes more sense on the Vita, but you can't get those on PS4. So some things are in just different places. So they need to just like. I mean, the options that they have at the moment, basically, they need to find a way to just bring them all to one space, I suppose, on the PS4, uh, and see if they can do that. What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it's an old enough console that a classic would be warranted. Uh, it really kind of depends on what the full list of 20 games are. They haven't said right now. They've only said that it's going to be 20 games, and they announced the one that they figured everybody would want. Obviously, um Final Fantasy VII being a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll do Crash and Spyro. Because, I mean, the remasters are out there. So, yeah. do you need those, necessarily? I mean, I guess, technically, you could. Yeah. If that was something that somebody wanted, but... Uh, hard telling. That, that, that's one of those things that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're to take up 20 spaces... And you already have newer and kind of better versions of those games. Do you need them again? I guess some people might want to go back and play the PS1 versions. But then you can play the newer version of the old game. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tie my PlayStation Now news in here. Uh, PlayStation Now uh, will now enable you to download. And you can also still stream uh, PS4 games and PS2 games. But you can't do PS3 at the moment. And it's also only in the US at the moment. Uh, so. A step forward. Because um, you could still play. PlayStation Now stuff in the UK. You just can't do the download option in the UK. Or any other countries. Because uh, there's more than just the US and the UK obviously. Um, but adding PS2 games. And adding the download option. Is uh, at least somewhat of a good thing. I know a lot of people said like. Oh it's a shame that PS3 isn't on here. Um. But maybe they'll add them later. I, I'm interested in Sony's future backwards compatibility plans. Because, like, the PS5's coming in, what, two, three years? Maybe four at the most. Um, and, like, what will that have? Will that have options for these games? Uh, it just goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. That, like, this stuff's kind of all over the place. Like, it's out there and there's some options available to you. But it's just a bit all over the place. Um, yeah. Well, you got to remember the uh, PS3 used that wacky chip architecture that yeah, never really that panned out. Kind of some of the problem, um, and that's why it can't be on the PS4 at the moment. 
So my question is, why did they change it? Or why did well, they, they... I don't know. They went with they... the... Uh... Sorry, go ahead. I said the chip structure that they used with the PS3, they initially went with because it was a... In terms of processing power, it was a better architecture. It had a lot more power to it. The problem was that the architecture was so overly complex that nobody could really utilize that power, and it just became kind of a self-defeating purpose with it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to a little bit to the Nintendo stuff, which is like, you own all this stuff, so can't you find a way to sort it out? Or, like, redo something i don't know like there should be something that they should be able to do um it's kind of like playing a pc game on a mac i mean it doesn't really yeah work yeah um i mean in terms of backwards compatibility if the if the ps4 games aren't backwards compatible with the ps5 then they've made a mistake um and it's good with the xbox side of things that now that they've got this system in place for the original xbox and the 360 uh, when the next one comes along, or I mean the next actual generation, because we speculated a little while ago that they'll stick to the X for a while, or just do hardware upgrades, that at least they've got that in place, and I assume going forward, if they did have an actual next Xbox at some point, uh, that they would be able to put in place what they've already got, use that for the Xbox One games, and have those backwards compatible on, on something else. You would assume that they would be able to do that, now that they've put that system in place, so we'll see. Um... Because again, it's their system, so they should they should be able to. So, uh, but no, it's good that you can at least do PS2 games. I know that there's some some loved games from there, um, and it's good that you can use the download option as well. So, uh, yeah, no no more streaming for the the PS4 games as well, at least that are on there. If uh, if you want a quick streaming or a quick uh, games option, I suppose uh, this is another one of them. I think it's still priced at like. Fifteen pounds or fifteen dollars? I'm not exactly sure, but it's more than the Game Pass, so they need to maybe correct that. So they're they're moving gradually forward, I suppose, but uh, they still have some things that they need to do. Uh, is there anything else you you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. I mean, I saw that news and I was like, okay, that's a uh, thing. And outside of that, I didn't really have an opinion on it because, like I said, I don't own a PS4 yet, and yeah. uh, the games that I played on PS3 were. I mean, they were all right, but none of them really, you know, excited me to the point to where I'd want to play them again today. Uh, if if they if Sony doesn't pull a Nintendo and there's still a lot of availability for the classic, I might buy it just you know to see what's what with it. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'll be good for those like you know with the NES classic and that. If people want the same thing but with PlayStation, it will be out there for you. Uh, so that's good as well. Um, Okay, is that all the news that you had to talk about? It's everything I had. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the only other thing, we do have an email. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Spider-Man, sticking with play- PlayStation, uh, sold 3.3 uh, copies in three days, beating God of Wars, of course, the new reboot of God of War, uh, or soft reboot, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, beat God of War's previous uh, 3 million in three days. Uh, and has now made more money than Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, which is the Tom Holland film from last year. Spider-Man beating... Spider-Man PS4 beating Spider-Man Homecoming, of course. Um, It's really interesting to see, because this is is obviously Sony's strong point, is exclusives. Um, 
it's really funny to see like not only are they built a strong library but i'm actively seeing conversations this year of like what's better is it dragon quest spider-man god of war detroit um and it's 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 fun i mean it's fun to see general like overall video game discussions of what's the best game of the year like outside of sony exclusives as well but it's just interesting that um i see people saying like oh uh, Spider-Man's get better than God of War or something, and then someone will jump in and go, "No, Horizon Zero Dawn is better than those." It's like, okay, um, like, yeah, it's really cool that they've managed to build this library, and they're actually those games. I mean, that's that can only be good for Sony, right? If like uh, these people are buying God of War, and then they're buying Spider-Man, and going, "Hey, this is really cool as well," and then, "Oh, this is really cool," and Horizon Zero Dawn is really cool as well. Um, and I mean, for people that are buying PS4s now as well, um, to see like, "Oh, I've got these all these games available to me." Uh, and Sony just being like, hey, just, alright, just come and buy them, and just com- compare them all, because they're all ours anyway, so, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really good, they've done a really good job with exclusives, um, at least over the last couple of years as well, so, uh, it's, it's crazy, they're, they're just competing with themselves, so, um, like, internally with the, with the games that they own, um, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, it's always good when a game succeeds because you never want it to fail. Yeah. Uh, but past that, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you can just hope that they make better. Uh, yeah, just make, keep going. Keep, yeah, keep going, keep making good games, maybe figure out a way to make better games. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I mean, like, God of War 2 will probably come out. I'd be shocked if it didn't. Spider-Man 2 will probably come out. Uh, I'd be shocked if that didn't. Same with Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Detroit probably won't get a sequel uh, because, like, those David Cage, uh, Heavy Rain, and stuff are usually standalone. But you'll probably get another one of those games uh, on the way. And then, of course, you've got Death Stranding. Um, and then it will just be a case of, like, okay, what's better, God of War 2 or Spider Man 2 or Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Um, so uh, it's good for Sony. Um, they just need to perhaps shift some of their con- concentration into other things like making the system slightly better uh sorting out this backwards compatibility stuff so using what they have in place for backwards compatibility which is these random different options all over the place and just putting that into one system if they can uh sorting out the ps3 thing that you mentioned um because it would be really I, i don't necessarily expect this but it'd be really cool if like if um if you launch PS5 and it comes backwards compatible with um, PS4 and PS3, uh, or at least PS4, like that's that's the minimum of what they should do anyway. And then like if you have the classics stored somewhere, the PS1 classics, of course you got the console itself relaunching the mini version, and then you got the PS2 games being added to a PlayStation Now, so you can kind of add some of that stuff together. Um, and then I guess if you had because, I mean, they're adding PS4 games to PlayStation now, so you could add that there. Uh, that could become their own Game Pass, if if they treat it right. It could become exactly what um, Microsoft has there, which is where, you know, you pay for the subscription thing, you can jump into old games and new games, uh, and, you know, obviously really new games with the exclusives launching on the on the day that they come out as well. Um, but they, they, they could have something more than what they've got if they, if they just put things right and just concentrate on the right things uh and sure still put the effort into exclusives that you're doing but don't like focus too much on it and just leave everything else kind of in the dust because we do still want some of the other stuff as well so uh but yeah it's it's good that spider-man has beaten god of war i guess uh but 
God of War still selling, I presume. Um, they're both going to be talked about for Game of the Year stuff. Um, so that's good as well. Um, yeah, and Spider-Man's literally kind of competing with itself now as well. Because that's just beaten the film. Um, and then Far From Home, I think it's called, will come out next year. Um, and then Spider-Man 2, the game, will hopefully come out in the coming years. And then you've got uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the other film come out in December so hopefully Spider-Man will compete with itself as well and they'll make even more Spider-Man stuff so that would be really good um, okay the last thing we have to talk about today is the email uh, you can send your feedback co- comments, questions, all that sort of stuff uh, to entertainmenttalk.com entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com twitter at etalkuk there's also the Facebook group and the page uh, and then there's also a little email form you can fill out on the website just put in your email and your comment that will get sent to me as well. Karen says, "What games? So, what what game do you think is going to miss out this fall uh, or this autumn season? You know, holiday season of games. Uh, I know a lot of people have considered Spider-Man to crush Tomb Raider. Um, I think Battlefield. Is it five? Yeah, Battlefield five and Black Ops four." Are both all going to fail? So either one of them or both of them. Because um, you have Red Dead Online that's coming out. You've got Fortnite that's still going strong. PUBG is still out there. Uh, Smash Brothers is going to take its audience as well. Um, what else do you have? Uh, yeah, you've got a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's no Titanfallers there this year. There's another game online that's coming out that I've, I've forgotten about. Um... But yeah, there's basically a lot of online games out there. I mean, there's Overwatch is, is still out there and, and doing strong. Um, what do you think might miss out in terms of, like, just general sales and sort of uh, talk? Uh, well, for new games, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, there's so many games that are coming out, especially with the holiday season coming out. Yeah. You know, the holiday season coming up, that's just too much to process. Um, I do think we're going to continue to see dips in the users for uh, PUBG. I think Fortnite has just hit that sweet spot of yeah. being goofy enough to where you can have fun with it. It's free, but serious to you know to the point to where people want to play it. Plus, it's really popular streaming. Plus, it doesn't run like crap like PUBG does. <laughs> I was really hoping that the 1.0 update might have optimized it a little bit, but it wasn't very good playing on my Xbox. Yeah. Plus, it's and, free, it's cross-play, it's on Switch, on different consoles, uh, or on all of them, because you can get it on your phone if you want to, and your Android phone. Um, I think it's I think it's kind of already killed, well, not killed PUBG, but is already like in the process of killing PUBG, so I agree with your prediction that it will finally kill it. Uh, I don't think PUBG itself will like die off, but in terms of the Fortnite versus PUBG, I think that it's already winning slash one uh fortnite has um because i'm just i whenever i hear battle royale or just any talk of those two games fortnite's always the one that's out there more so Mm -hmm. uh what about like single player stuff do you think there's anything else that might get kind of ignored uh i mean i'm so far removed from that right now that uh I mean, the only game that I, that's a single player that's coming out that I want to play is the uh, upcoming Cyberpunk game, and that's at least a year off at a minimum. Yeah. 
and nothing that I've seen commercial-wise has made me want to play it. Every time that I'm on uh, watching a YouTube video and I see the exact same Destiny 2 Forsaken ad, I want to throw my controller through the screen. <laughs> that's driving me nuts. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same in the UK. Uh, it's kind of like when they were pushing really... Destiny ads. Not really. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, There's some weird algorithm that they're trying with... Uh, with YouTube over here in the States where you literally see the same ad when you start every single video. And I'm not against, you know, ads and videos because that's how the streamers make money, obviously, but yeah. switch it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I started to see this uh, FIFA 19 Champions ad and it's got nothing. I thought like, oh, is this to do with the journey or something? The, the Alex Hunter thing? But no, it's just like this CGI... Well, not CGI. It's real people playing FIFA, but it's like all this um, CG stuff added to it, and they're just playing FIFA, and it's like, okay, um, it it did nothing for me. So um, I'll buy FIFA like eventually. Uh, there's no way I'm buying it in uh, this year. Uh, I'll buy it like next summer. Um, I, I'll, I'm gonna start switching my FIFA purchase, like my, because that's that's one of the few games that I do uh, buy, and I don't mean to sound like I'm trying to steal games or anything. I, you know, because I use my rental thing. Because uh, only games that I really buy is if it's digital only, obviously, if it's on a good sale or some sort of other situation. Um, but because I switched to FIFA from other stuff on my Xbox. Uh, I do end up buying that game, but I'm going to switch my basically annual FIFA purchase to the summer because there's usually some sort of sale. That's exactly what I did this year with 18, so I'm going to probably play that for at least another year or so and then buy 19. Um, it'll be weird because I'll be doing that and then every year it'll be like the ads for the next one, but I don't really... I, I don't care as much as I used to for buying the next FIFA because, I don't know, they just haven't changed things up enough in the last year and it's it's not worth... Uh, I mean, it's worth the full price for the stuff that you get, but just not for what I use it for and, and that sort of thing. Uh, not worth it for me, basically. Um, plus, you know, they make enough money, they don't need my full price purchase anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's all the ads that I've started to see. Um, so I don't think FIFA will lose out this year. Uh, EA is really, I tell you what, EA is really, really lucky that there's not. Uh, take Pez out the out the the uh, equation they're really lucky that there is not more sports competition for games because you if the, if you look at the most competitive area of gaming i think it's like online and shooters and stuff like that um and because i mean in terms of story games and stuff i mean you play one story you finish it you go on to the next thing with online stuff you're playing the game for six months a year whatever and whatever else comes out in that time may lose your your time Sorry. Well, well, that's because about 15 to 20 years ago, I forget the exact when, uh, EA was like on top of the world in terms of having a lot of money. Yeah. And they signed exclusivity rights to the names and likenesses of the players for a lot of the sports franchises. Yeah. Because there used to be the uh, NBA 2K and the NFL 2K series, which were great competitors to the Madden and the EA basketball and all that, and then they signed exclusive rights. I know they got American football first, and that literally killed the uh, NFL 2K series. And I don't know if they just have the exclusive rights to MLB, but they only make one game for Major League Baseball, and it's only on the PlayStation 4. Everything else that comes to the uh, Xbox platform is like kiddie cartoon versions of stuff. Oh, okay. 
And I'm not sure about FIFA. I mean, obviously they have the PES series, um, and I don't and I don't play those games enough to know how much is similar, how much is different, because it you may you know it might just be a different league, and they might not uh, um, have those same exclusivity offers. But yeah, and at least in terms of American football, that's why there's only Madden because of those exclusivity rights. Yeah. Um... Yeah, in terms of FIFA, they do. They have uh, all the Premier League stuff. Um, they've got all of the like shirts and names and, and teams and all that stuff. They don't have all of the uh, stadiums. There's certain made-up uh, names of stadiums for certain like Scottish teams and other things. But they've got like the big names, like the Bernabeu and the uh, and stuff like that for like the Spanish teams. Um, but uh, yeah, because I remember last year they got the rights to all the names and the looks of the Premier League stadiums, and this year they got the uh, exclusive rights for the Champions League stuff, which is like the atmospheric stuff and the, the presentation and the I think the ball and uh, the the names because they had to call it like the Champions Cup or something on a, on the in the previous years, um, and they they uh, that's one that that's the last thing that they took from uh, Pro Evolution because those were actually the guys that had. Uh, the Champions League rights before. Uh, I think that includes the Europa League rights because it's. I think that's basically the same. Is it? It's like the B tier level of the same sort of competition. It's basically for the teams that finish lower in their league, they get sent into that. Uh, it's still pretty good to win. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure hundred percent if it includes Europa League. But I know Champions League this year that they got. So uh, yeah, that's everything for. And is there anything else you want to talk about, or is that everything? Yeah, we. I just got an alert on my device for a news alert. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, it's tangentially video game related, but according to a new report from Variety, Paramount Pictures has greenlit two adaptations of Tom Clancy novels, one being Rainbow Six, one being Without Remorse. Uh, the lead star in both of those films will be Michael B. Jordan. Ah, Cool. So he's he's really starting to come into his own now because Creed 2 is going to come out here in a little bit. Um, if you haven't seen Creed, it's basically uh, the torch passing of Rocky from Sylvester Stallone to Michael B. Jordan. Great movie. Absolutely recommend it if you're a fan of sports movies. Uh, but they're saying, Variety's saying with the uh, successful reboot of the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. Yep. That was definitely uh, and I, I need to watch that at some point. Uh, they decided to go ahead and make uh, two movies. Cool. They've got uh, Ada Akiva, A-K-I-V-A, I think. Akiva Goldman will be spearheading the project as the main producer. Uh, Jordan will be tired as an associate producer alongside of John Appleman and Andre Nemec. Uh, no scripts yet. Probably won't come out for another couple, three years. But, you know, it's good to see uh, all of his hard work starting to get rewarded. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I really liked Jack Ryan. I did do a spoiler-free review whenever that came out a few weeks ago, uh, at, right at the end of August actually that was. Um, so you can go and check that out. Uh, that's completely spoiler-free, so no need to worry about anything in there. Um, yeah, it's good that Tom Clancy's work is being continued and and done and stuff. Uh, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, he's getting out there as well. Do, do you think this means he isn't going to be Superman? See, that was always more of a fan hope than anything else. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Until I see, you know, it... what are you going to do? 
Until I see ink on a paper, I don't count anybody as being uh, signed on anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but we shall see. Cool. All right. Uh, so thank you all very much for listening. If you'd like to find all the content that we have, iTunes, Entertainment Talk, or the podcast platform of your choice, uh, or entertainmenttalk.org as well. That's for the main website. Of course, all of our content is on there. Um, if you'd like to support what we're doing here, there's a few different options for you. Patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe also to the feeds that uh, we do have out there. The ones of your choice, just uh, rate, review, and subscribe to them. Uh, word of mouth to your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, anyone that you might talk to, just tell them about the iTunes feeds or the website or you know, those options for, for finding us and they can come and discover the content for themselves. Uh, what is the other option? Uh, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can do your normal shopping on Amazon. Use our Amazon affiliate link uh, instead of just the normal Amazon website. It's still Amazon itself anyway. Uh, but we will get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a good way to support us as well. Uh, and then lastly, if you'd like to watch, speaking of Mixer, if you'd like to watch me and Robert play the various different uh, video games, he's got one on Mixer itself, I've got one on Twitch, you can go and subscribe to those, just subscribe, follow, share, like, all that good stuff, you guys know what to do, this is the internet, uh, and we will see you next time, goodbye. Goodbye.